All right. Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me is Jake Peters. Mr. Jake Peters, rather. And we are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 185. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on the show, I'd like to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash awesome, and visit us on Twitter at awesome and Tumblr, pssisawesome.tumblr.com. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at pssisawesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends and be sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a quick reminder to the new listeners and maybe even the older ones who haven't checked it out yet, this is a video podcast now as well. And you can watch the show if you prefer on our YouTube channel. We have been shooting to uh, put the podcast out on Mondays. And uh, we haven't done a show in quite a while, but to be fair, we've told you that our schedule is a little weird in the summertime, so we have less available time to do this show, and, and of course, you guys know it's it's free, and uh, there's no advertising, and we're not really making any money on the show at all, so it is a labor of love, so you get what you pay for, which is nothing, meaning you're not paying for anything. So you're going to get the podcast that we are putting out, which I think is a good podcast, but uh, we're not as consistent as we were during the really tight uh, quarantine during COVID when Jake and I had a lot of extra free time. We were holed up in our houses, but uh, we are going to keep the show going, so that's good news. And uh, with that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Good. Just doing a lot of crap around the house trying to figure out some vehicle issues oh that sucks yeah it is but i don't know i mean it's not like it's anything really crazy it's just the gotta get an inspection done and so i'm trying to figure out why a taillight isn't working pretty much yeah sometimes those lights are really hard to put in like i know on my i i I drive a yaris and uh, those those headlights are really tough to get in because you got to reach, you got to open, pop the hood, and you just squeeze your hand down in there. And then you're not, the, you know, those halogen bulbs. You're not really supposed to be touching them. And I don't understand that, but I mean, I've I know I've touched every single headlight I put in, and, and they work just fine. So unless it's like a health hazard to me to touch them. I don't know why that warning's really on there. I guess it's because the, the oils, the oils on your skin and your fingerprints will burn into the glass. Interesting. Yeah. That's why it's, they tell you not to do that. They, work. they tell you to wipe it off before you stick it in. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, hey man, um, we had a gig last night and I had a good time. I'm kind of tired. My voice is a little wrecked because I played on Thursday also, and then um, it's already Sunday. Recording this on Sunday. Sunday, August 1st, I believe. And uh, we're already into August, which is kind of crazy, if you really ask me. I I think it's kind of wild that uh, the summer's going so fast. You know, I'm already pulling some yields out of my garden. I've got some fridge pickles in my refrigerator. So it's weird. The the summer has really kind of pushed past us. And you and I only ever went on one bike ride so far. So maybe we can get another one Mm -hmm. in before it gets nasty out. Um But hey, man, so here's the deal. Uh, Usually at the beginning of the show, we talk about games we're playing, and I still haven't beaten Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart, 
And I am kind of uh, ashamed of that, but I, I have an issue in the house where Charlie, my dog, it freaks out anytime he sees Ratchet on the screen. So it's kind of counterintuitive for an enjoyable playing experience for me because he'll just jump and jump and bark and jump and bark. So the game I have to pull out when he's in the other room or if he's sleeping or and, and he's kind of built up a interest in the television. So he always watches the television almost like it's a, a window. And he's looking for things to bark at, so it's become quite an issue. But anyways, I did get some more of that in today, and I'll talk with you briefly about it here in a minute. But um, I am still playing MLB The Show, and uh, I don't know well, the last time I filled you in, Jake, on this. My character in uh, Road to the Show is playing for the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, which is the Phillies Ball Club affiliate team. And recently, I got an invite to play some string, spring training games with the Phillies, but I haven't been called up yet. Now, one thing that really pissed me off is I've played five or six seasons now with my guy, and he's a pitcher, center fielder, and uh, I was throwing a no-hitter through the eighth inning. A no-hitter. Uh, no one got on base. No hits. It's very difficult to do. And the manager pulled me before I could finish the ninth inning, before I could even try to get my complete game. But then when I made it to the locker room, the coach was like, man, what you did was really an accomplishment. Like, not a lot of pitchers can say they've pitched a no-hitter. But I was like, yeah, but I didn't play a full nine innings, so I didn't really pitch one. It must be some sort of game glitch. But, man, I was I was pissed off when they pulled me. It was like Fred Oakman is being replaced by, you know, Rafael Vola Swama or something like that. And I'm like, what? I'm throwing a no-hitter. Why would you yank me? Granted, like, my, my uh, you work on your stats, so my uh, durability and my endurance for my – pitcher the meter was pretty depleted so you know had i done more uh training in the training room maybe my wouldn't have got pulled but i mean if you're throwing a no hitter and you're still doing good regardless of what your durability is i mean why would they yanked me i was so frustrated so i'm leaving the philly ball club as soon as i can because that manager's a dickhead like he's you know i'm i'm not getting called up and it's i'm pitching less than a one ERA. My batting average is the highest on the team and I'm leading the leading the team in doubles and RBIs and I'm still just playing for the fucking fit the uh, this the iron pigs. And it's like what do you have to do? What do you have to do to get called up? Like I'm it's almost become a fixation of mine now. We're like I don't even want to play any other games till I make it to the big leagues. And it's so irritating. It's so frustrating. <laughs> but anyways, that's that's what I've been doing with video games. And I told you right before we started recording, I was playing Ratchet and Clank a little bit. And then I got real real excited thinking about Fall coming on and then the new Resident Evil game that I haven't even touched yet or purchased. And I think that's going to be the thing I'm going to do in the fall time. So the hype has died down a little bit uh, you know, about Resident Evil and stuff. And that game's out. And I bet you we can find probably a discount in the fall time on that. Um, but that aside, man... I don't really have my sights on anything. I'm going to finish Ratchet. Uh, without spoiling much, I just played the level. Uh, I don't even know if you'll remember at this point where you get down, you take an elevator down into uh, like kind of like a water area. And he's like, thank God my O2 sensor is still working. And you go through and um, there's, uh, there's an animal or a couple monsters that are uh, provide electricity and uh, that's all I'm going to say. That's where I'm at. So I, I feel like I'm getting really close to the end of this game. 
but I might not even be close because I, I went to the next planet and then uh, it made me uh, rivet plays rivet and then rivet's like well it looks like we're getting pretty close to the end of our journey aren't we clank you know because i think we have everything now to make the dimensionator or whatever you're trying to get i think i have all the parts now so i don't know how much further you're probably i want to say probably 60 or 70 percent of the way through the game okay cool good because there's some there's a bunch of shit that happens after you think you've got everything and blah 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 okay. so um but yeah it's uh it's not a super long game yeah it got a little bit of grief because of that i think some people were disappointed but i'm enjoying it what i've played of it i mean it just sucks i spent so so much time away from it that i i, I didn't i didn't know the controls as well and you know the combat's kind of kind of all over the place with the different weapons and what they do and stuff so you kind of have to remember that stuff a little bit to be effective but i'm back on it i'm back in the groove it took a level for me to get back right where i needed to be but what are you playing you playing anything oh after i apply it's been so long since we've had a podcast i'm trying to remember everything that i've done three weeks um I so after I platinumed Ratchet and Clank, uh, let's see, what did I do after that? I think trying to remember if I wanted to trying to see if I can pull up my trophy list. Oh my god, I don't even fucking know how to fix this. Uh oh. It's just saying that like the the profile is private or some crap. Yeah, like I think that. mine was doing that too one time. It must have something to do with us playing on PS fives now. It might not be able to pull it. Which is interesting. Either that or maybe you have to create a, an account and specifically say that it's not private now. I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, so what I have been playing, so I played a little bit of Metro. Oh, that's where I left off. So I was playing Metro, not really grabbing me all that much. So I was looking at my trophies for uh, Returnal. Yeah. And while I was looking, because I was like, oh, I was just curious, like, how far I was off the platinum because I beat it or whatever. And I realized I didn't actually get the final ending in the game. (laughs) So I went back to Returnal, and I played Returnal for about a week or so, and basically just grinded out this third act ending so that I could get it, it wasn't necessarily to get the trophy so much as to just make sure that I actually like got all the story content yeah yeah um cause I had missed a one of the final like sequences where you go into the the old house and uh like the final game cinematic or cinematic and all that yep so um I had to go back and basically find this special artifact on all six of the worlds and then once i had them all i had to go back to the house and then you get like this so for people who are playing returnal and you don't know this after you beat the game it unlocks the ability for you to find these sun fragments and there's one in each of the six biomes once you find them all you go back to the house on the fourth biome and you will be treated with another house sequence that's new. And at the end of it, you get a set of 
car keys. Jeez. And then after you have that, you have to beat the game again. And then after you beat the game again, you... Oh, God. Uh, this isn't really... This shouldn't really be too much of a spoiler, but you there's a car that you come across. All right. And you have to make sure you go up to the car and trigger like this final cinematic. But that's how you get like the end of act. What would you do without the internet, right? Like back in the day, like m- most of these new games, right? If the internet didn't exist and it was like smash cut back to early 90s or late 80s and developers were making games like this, we had to do this extra bullshit to get a real ending. Dude, as kids, we would have never seen the real endings of any of these games. You know what I mean? Like, they're making it too complicated, right? There should just be an ending. You shouldn't have to go play the game another time. I guess if it serves the story, maybe, but it just sounds so weird. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense just because of the... um, What do I want to say? Like, the nature of the game is very explorative and, like... You know, the story is there for you to kind of dig out of the gameplay. Like, the gameplay right. is really what's important about it. So, it kind of suits the story, or, or suits the, this particular game a little bit. Um, but I would agree that it it can be quite irritating when uh, when, like, you don't know that you've that you haven't beat the game yet yeah i mean like how do you know they call it like a yeah there's like a secret ending i guess you know by looking at the trophies I, I i don't know i mean and it might even be i can't even remember but it could even be that the trophy was hidden and i had to expose it to know that it was that i had missed a a um what do you want to call it i'd missed a an ending yeah. so uh so what I ended up doing was I went back and I did that. And so after I did that, uh, I was listening to a podcast recently with the creator of Diablo. Yeah. Um, because I'm excited about the Diablo two reissue that's coming out, uh, remaster or whatever you want to call it. So I was listening to that and it got me really interested in Diablo again. So I booted up Diablo three because I, had never, as much as I love that game, I platinumed it. I'd never leveled up uh, Necromancer. So I, because it was an expansion character and wasn't required for the platinum. So what I did was I started a Necromancer character Mm -hmm. and just kind of went balls out with that for a week or so. Um, Really, really enjoyed that game a lot. I, you know, I... The thing is, the thing about that game is that, like, once you get so far, it almost feels like cheating because you can, like, immediately level a character to max level pretty much once you get, like, all the, you know, once you get so far. Because basically after you hit level 70, then you gain these things called Paragon levels, and Paragon levels allow you to, like, increase your base stats of your character. Things like, you know your intelligence or like your critical hit chance or like your movement speed or like all this kind of stuff. And Paragon is shared across all characters. So you create a new character, that character is level one. But if you've got like 
150 Paragon points like you I have, boost you can immediately just increase all their base stats, yeah. which allows you to immediately play the game on a harder difficulty, which allows you to level way quicker. So what I ended up doing was I like, I think the first few times I played through the game with the first few characters, I think like I, when I beat Diablo, um, I think I was only like level 40 something by the time I beat Diablo. And with this most recent playthrough with my Necromancer, I hit level 70 halfway through the second act. Wow. Of of 5. So I you just cuz I'm able to play on like I'm playing on Torment 3, which is like I think you get like 600% XP and you get like all this crazy shit so um extra gold find item find all this stuff more legendaries all this crap so but it's fun i mean it's kind of fun playing it that way but it's not to me i enjoy the character building and i enjoy the leveling from i don't care about the end game stuff so much so i kind of don't like rushing all of that but at the same time it's kind of cool that you could just come in and immediately start owning like it's, it's probably hard it's not interesting, to, right? If you have the option, yeah. it's probably hard to hold back. Well, the guys that the guys that play it for real, they don't play the campaign once they get to that point. They play adventure mode, which is like <clears throat> essentially like it's all the maps of all the five acts, but in those maps you're just doing like random quests and jobs and tasks and they have these things called rifts, which are like these little dungeons you can do and you do all this shit and you level like it's all about leveling up and there's it's like seasonal so you can get ranked and all this yeah, kind of crap yeah. so you know that's it's mostly end game stuff um but the most recent thing i started playing and it's not super relevant to this podcast so i guess i don't want to talk about it too i shouldn't go into too much but i've been playing the ascent on xbox which is fucking awesome it's i actually i think it's going to come to playstation eventually but um, I feel kind of bad that you can't play it because it's like, do you remember? Did you like Dead Nation? Yeah, that game was good. So imagine Dead Nation. So it's like a it's like a single player twin stick shooter with like a story, yeah. right? Yeah. But imagine it's like, you know, a. But it's all cyberpunk. It's. A, and it's a full on like hardcore RPG with like dialogue trees and like full character customization and leveling and like all this crazy stuff, huge right. open worlds that you get to explore. But it's just that it's just that isometric view with the twin stick shooting mechanic. Mm-hmm. It is so good. And it's it's one of those things where it's like off the back of the just the terrible launch of cyberpunk 2077 to pick this game up which is also cyberpunk it's obviously a different game style but it's also a cyberpunk themed rpg that is just executed way better just in terms of i don't mean i guess that's maybe the wrong way to say it it's it runs great like there's no issues with it like it just works there's nobody complaining about it and honestly the atmosphere is so compelling. Like, I don't know that I've, it's very weird. You walk through and it's, it's, you imagine a lot of these isometric twin stick shooters, like dead nation and stuff. You're walking around. The worlds are very, 
I don't want to say like generic, but they're like stagnant. There's not a lot going on, you know, like it almost reminds you of like Diablo two, everything was kind of painted in place. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of walking through that. Yeah. Whereas like in this, everything you can tell that if they were to just drop your perspective to first person, everything would be animated and legit and modeled just like cyberpunk. That's cool. They've, they've done everything. So like when you're walking around, you see all this shit in the foreground, in the background, so it feels and like a living, breathing world. Yeah. It's so crazy. And it's super dense. Like there, there'll be like, you know, dozens and dozens of NPC characters on the screen. Like, because it's, you know, the bowels of this cyberpunk city, you know, and they're all just like chatting about just this horrible shit that's happening. And like, it's uh now it is a little bit different from cyberpunk CD project reds game because there's like aliens and shit in it. So clearly it's like, it's like a future cyberpunk. Yeah. Well, I mean, cyberpunk is technically future, but like more of a sci-fi ish, like it's kind of ex comedy as far as like like the enemies. Um, I haven't faced any real like aliens yet. Like I, I mean, I, I'm probably only maybe two and a half hours into the game. So I, I've, I've done like three missions or whatever. Honestly, the hardest part for me is the twin stick shooting is difficult. Yeah. And it's just something that I've never been very good at. Like I got really good at Resogun, but that's very, it's much more like focused. You're not like swinging a reticle around you and stuff. And, um, and there's like, there's some interesting mechanics to it where like you can duck behind things but if you want to shoot, there's this mechanic where you hold down the left trigger and you will, it's, they call it aiming high. So if you are, because in a first person view, like if somebody guy is standing up a staircase from you, you can just aim up and shoot them. Well, in this kind of twin stick world, you can't do that. So they have this thing where you just hold this button down and he aims high so that he can shoot anything that's on an elevated yeah. platform. We have to do the same thing if you're ducking behind cover. So it's, it adds this, like, I'm just not good at it yet. Like I'm trying to get good at it, but it seems really, really interesting. So I I hope that it, it's another game like, um, what was the last one I was talking up? Oh, Katana Zero, which Katana Zero is for sure coming to PS5 or PS4, but I don't know. They haven't announced anything for the Ascent, but I think that, there's a lot of rumblings that it, it might be coming to PS5. It might take a year, but yeah, um, we'll get it. Eventually. I'm really enjoying it. So cool. Yeah, cool, man. Well, I'm glad you're ga- getting some gaming in. Um, you know, ugh, I, I have not been doing a whole lot of that. I've been busy. One of my lands writing our new third record, and, and we finally started getting the practicings underway. As you know, the flood. We're going to do a record, and then we got shows on the weekends, and then I'm even playing some weekdays. Back to work. They have me working in the office now full time, so I'm no longer teleworking. So I, that takes a chunk out of your day. Even though I, I, I work right down the street, it's just the, the extra things are in place now, where I feel like my time is more limited. So not a lot of gaming, but I hope to beat Ratchet maybe this week. Um, Let's get into some news here, Jake. Sean Layden, the former head honcho at Sony, uh, recently chimed in uh, with his opinion of the direction the gaming industry is going. And Push Square indicates that he recently had an interview with GameIndustry.biz where he shared his feelings. And I quote... 
Consolidation is the enemy of diversity in some ways. It takes a lot of playing pieces off the table as they grow into these larger conglomerates. And again, we end up with this problem with diversity. Music, on a revenue basis, is probably one-fifth of the game space. But their cultural impact is a hundred times what gaming is. Right now, we are narrowing ourselves down into genres and sequels and certain types of games. Favorites like my own, like Parappa and Vib Ribbon, those things don't seem to seem to get a chance to come out on stage. That's bad for the industry and for fans. Over time, that leads to a crumbling of the games industry if we just keep take, uh, talking to the same people and telling the same stories in the same way. And I think it's kind of neat that when these guys come out of like their positions, they kind of open up about their real opinions and how they really feel things are going. And maybe, maybe he left because he saw saw some writings on the wall. Maybe this is his opinion of it. But Jake, being in the music space, man, it's 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 almost like the flooded market. You know what I mean? Like it's so hard to get noticed if you're the underdog. And how does the underdog become noticed? I mean, you could be an underdog and have a fantastic indie game, but never never get the attention it deserves just because it's just so overflowed you know with a lot of the same old same old same old stuff and uh it seems like that's kind of what sean's saying here and how it's affecting the gaming industry now he said games like parappa the rap of and vib ribbon those things don't seem to get a chance to come out on stage and that's bad for the industry and for fans so it's like they're putting the focus towards, you know, like kind of like, you know, we always used to give the give the movies um, in Hollywood such a hard time because no one had an original idea, right? It's like, oh, okay, cool, you're doing uh, Jumanji again, awesome. Oh, okay, um, you're doing a new Fast and Furious movie, okay, cool. Oh, you're gonna remake Ghostbusters, awesome. Oh, you know, I could ju- I could just keep going on and on and on. And that's what happens, and it's like we're starting to see this in video games a little bit, and it and it's a little scary, you know. We're getting sequels to the games that we love, sure, but we're not seeing a lot of really awesome new IP coming out, and you know whether it be indie games. Although the game you just shared with us, The Ascent, that sounds pretty cool, but again, you know that's on Xbox, and the other game that you uh, came up with, that's an Xbox game and it's like man i would love to see more of this stuff and when hades came out that that wasn't available to us on playstation and it seems like sony's really shifted their their focus on these major games you know and and having these triple a huge huge titles and it's kind of weird because i i do miss the occasional indie game like i really loved uh cyber ninja i thought that game was fantastic but uh what's your what's your take on this do you, do you have any opinions um I think that the consolidation or the what he's, he's talking about as far as like the sequels and all that stuff, um, it's a big problem, I think, for Sony's first party. Yeah. But I don't know that it's necessarily a problem industry-wide. So what I mean by that is like in the independent space, I think there's a lot of stuff being made. Yeah. You're going to have guys trying to jump on the the bandwagon for stuff like battle Royale and all this kind of crap, but you're also getting really interesting indie games. Like the game I just mentioned yeah. uh, that Xbox is doing. Now I will say that um, Xbox is 
that's one of the places where they have an advantage on Sony. Now they haven't they haven't brought any hardly any games out yet, but they just bought all these studios and now they have a number of just different types of games that are coming out, you know, all over the place. Yeah. But Sony, you know, everything they have is a third person action game. Literally everything. Yeah, we talked about that. So yeah, I, I mean, let, let's <laughs> so name, let's like name we, a couple real quick, like Ratchet and Clank, right? The Last of Us, Uncharted, Horizon, God of War. There's five right there, and those are those are all Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima, all of them, literally all of them. <laughs> They're are all open world third person action, action games. games, narrative driven. You know, you could say part. you yeah, you could say that Ratchet and Clank is a little bit more linear, blah blah. It doesn't matter, right? It's they're all third person action games. Every single you one. Know, they, they vary a little bit within there, but well, with the exception no maybe some of the, shooter. their driving games, right? Don't they still do Gran Turismo? Isn't that exclusive? They have Gran Turismo, right, which comes out once every three or four years. So, and they had you know, MLB they really the show, have. but they don't have it anymore. They do. It's well, I guess theirs. you're right. Yeah, but they're sharing. It's just it. not. Sharing. It's not exclusive, it's not exclusive anymore. Yeah, right. It's a sports game. Sure. So, they get a sports game. But they don't, you know, you're getting another, like, I think the, the, the biggest indicator of what he's talking about is the fact that we're getting a third iteration of the first Last of Us game that only came out, like, eight years ago. Yeah, they're so doing it's not like this game has been out for like has been out for twenty five years and or thirty years, and we're getting like a re like this is like the third time this game is being re or the second time. This well, we game had is the original, refreshed. and then we got the remaster, right? The remastered version for PS four, right? And now we're getting the remake. Now they're for doing PS5. Like, now they're doing a remake of which it, is going to have extra stuff, and, maybe, but who cares? And they're and they're doing a TV show and like all this shit. So it's like they're just doubling down on the same IP. And that's, to me, that's how you kill a franchise as special as The Last of Us. Yeah. Like I personally think it was a pretty huge gamble for them to even do a second one. Right. So and they, they did well with it. They did well. But I mean, and they did. Yeah. They did a good job with the second Last of Us. We don't need more. But. You know, they there's there's almost zero doubt in my mind that there's going to be a third one. I mean, I'll buy I'll do, literally. Yeah, I, I'm going to get the remaster or the remake. I'm going to get it because there's going to be new scenes and it's going to be really pretty and run super awesome on the PS5. I'm sure. And I'll probably get what? number three and then I'll get factions. Also, it's Naughty Dog. They make great fucking games and they're going to be good. You just know what you're getting. And like they did this with Uncharted. They had Uncharted 1, Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3. We had the Uncharted Golden Abyss on the Vita. Then we had Lost Legacy. And then we had the... Maybe that's all we had. I think we had... So they tried to do... We had they, 4, then we had Lost Legacy. They tried to do a we card the, game, too, on the Vita. Yeah, they had the card game. They had the, the Nathan Drake collection. And it was one thing um, after the next, and one thing after the next. And Sony probably made Naughty Dog do all that shit. And, like, those games are good. But they essentially were the same game... Over and over and over. Now that doesn't take away from how awesome they are, but it. Well, I I would say that Uncharted Three, which was the last one that Sony or that Naughty Dog like, I think decided to do themselves. Mm-hmm. Right, is arguably the best Uncharted game. It is really good. Yeah, 
Uncharted 4 is good. Don't get me wrong. It's still really good. It's just not as good as the other ones. And, you know, they, you know, they made, I, I just don't know that people really liked the direction that they went. People really like Lost Legacy. I didn't like Lost Legacy, but I liked it. In my opinion, in my opinion, Lost Legacy is the worst of the Uncharted games that I've played. It's still good. But like I played Golden Abyss, I didn't beat Golden Abyss, so I can't really comment on that. It but, was fine. Naughty Dog didn't um, do it, but it was fine. Yeah. So, but it's like you know they're making another God of War, which of course Ghost of you know, they're making too. another Ghost of and Tsushima. and they're doing a remaster I mean, of Ghost of Tsushima. Right? We're getting this extra. Well, they're, they're just doing. Well, they're just doing a director's a edition PS5 native port of it. I, mean, I don't cut. know that I'd call it a remaster. Well, they're yeah, giving us just more like, content, right? Yeah, and then, you know, they're clearly doing a Spider-Man 2. Yeah, we had Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man Miles Morales. They're going to be doing a Spider-Man 2. And even, like, with Insomniac, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I love Rivet and Kit as characters. Yeah. But I can almost guarantee you that part of the design decision for that was so that they can make a spin-off series. Oh, I'm sure. With fucking with rat with rivet yeah so you know now they can double up the amount of fucking ratchet we get yep. and you know I, I mean i don't know that could be completely off base but it's gonna probably happen so it'll be riveting i, I mean I, like i said I, I guess i'm getting a little in the weeds here but i think that you know really it's a big problem for sony and that's probably why sean layden is commenting on it is because he was the head at sony for a while but i don't know it's, if it's as big of a problem with the independent space so much as it is with these large publishers. And dude, and honestly, if I'm being if I'm being completely transparent, it almost sounds like we're complaining that we're getting all these games. I think all these games we talked about, they're going to be great fucking fantastic games. No question asked. But like it'd be nice to have a little variety. Give us give us a, an RPG. Give us, you know, give us something. Give us something different. Give us something a little different to sink our teeth into, and I don't think they're willing to put the money into it right now. You know, I, I and, and what studio would develop it? You know, because they have all these knockouts with all these studios that are already with these IPs. So, like, what are they going to do? Get a new studio under? You know, they they kind of have a couple that they've announced, but we don't know what they're working on. But I'll be surprised if it's anything but a third person action game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They need they need a um. I mean, they kind of have a fighting game in Street Street Fighter because it's pretty much exclusive to PlayStation, even though they're not in-house. But as far as Sony First Party, I mean, they need an RPG. They need a, you know, a first-person shooter. Yeah. Um, you know, I could even say that they would even benefit from something like a... You know, like a puzzle game. Yeah, of some I was going to say. That. I mean, they had they had that game, The Witness, that was really well received. It was an, I think it was an exclusive. So, um, you know, there there are there are genres and stuff that they could get into. I mean, the biggest ones are like like a Western RPG, a JRPG. I, it actually is mind boggling to me that Sony does not have a JRPG team. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, yeah, because I, from I Japan. get it. You know, Atlas and fucking Square Enix are like the masters of that domain, and they pretty much exclusively release on PlayStation anyway. But like, dude, they should scoop up some on, of that I talent, mean, start a studio up, and make an awesome JRPG. 
It doesn't even have to be. And the big thing too is that they don't make any indie games anymore. And I don't want to say, I don't mean indie in that they're legitimately indie games. I just mean like they don't make any of these small scale, like sort of cyber throw shit at the wall kind of games. Right. With the exception of that one studio that made like Entwined or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah. Like stuff like Puppeteer. We just lost that studio, right? Whatever. Japan studios got blown up. So, well, speaking of that, man, team Asobi, uh, which is kind of what happened is all that remains, I think, from Japan Studios. Uh, uh, posted that they're hiring for a new game, which is in development. Um, this usually happens in the gaming industry. We'll, we'll see posts like this. They show up. Rumors start circulating. Um, but it does appear, based on the description of the posting, that it's going to be a platformer. Um, so while we were talking about all this, they do have Astrobot, which is an untapped game because we don't have a full fledged. The only Astrobot game that we have that's full is at the Astrobot Rescue Mission on VR, and that game's fantastic. Like you could be argued that the Astrobot game that comes with the PS5 is a full game, but it was made to show off the system. I want like an actual game. I don't know. I guess we have a little big planet, but I don't know if that was exclusive either. Was it? The not a little, but Sackboy's uh, big adventure, big planet, or whatever it was. Or Sackboy's big adventure was exclusive, but I don't think that Sony made that internally. That's a second party game, right? There you go. So yeah, Sobe's hiring. It looks like it could be another Astrobot game. They might be uh, trying to hire for. But Jake, we were talking about God of War earlier. Um, joining the follow-up to the acclaimed Sony IP God of War being delayed to 2022. We can now add Horizon Forbidden West to that list. Um, news comes from Bloomberg. So that's another big game that was supposed to come out this year that's getting pushed back. Um, so I, I don't even have an opinion about it. I mean, like, it's not a surprise. It's just like, what's going on at Sony? Like, I just don't understand... I think they jumped the gun on the PS5 release. They did, you know, even though it's, I forgot to put this in the news blurb, but they've sold 10 million units or something crazy like that already. I, I don't know what the number is. Might have been more than that, but so, so you said that what Horizon and God of War are both delayed. They're both delayed. Yeah, 2022 when they originally were already previously announced for 2021, I believe. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, well, I don't I mean, know what else has been delayed though for 2020, 2021 releases that got pushed out. I maybe those are the two big ones, but I think that I wouldn't be surprised if we see something else. I mean, we've had some delays, but they stayed within the year. But just well, literally nobody thought that God of War was coming out this year. Right. But I mean, Horizon was kind of a fifty fifty, and I mean, given that they just showed gameplay footage of that game like a lot of a couple, it. few weeks ago yeah. or whatever you know i'm not surprised that that game is delayed but it's kind of a bummer because what the fuck do they have in the fall now nothing nothing not that i know nothing. nothing that I, that's come into mind um right so but then again i i haven't really had my nose right in video games for the last couple months i mean i've been looking at the news points and stuff for the show but i mean there could be something coming out this fall that might get us excited but uh, another thing that's kind of getting me excited, Jake, is uh, there's going to be a large PS5 firmware patch rolling out, 
and it will allow us, here are the things it's going to allow, among other things, th- things that I took notes on. It will allow us to use the uh, M2 SSD expansion slot now, as Sony promised it would be coming. Um, so they're going to make, they're going to pull the lock off that and let us use that for expanding uh, our SSD. The patch will also allow users to enable 3D audio through TV speakers, which is kind of strange. They're updating indicators to allow users know which version of the game is installed. And uh, so th- so that's going to be more obvious when you're playing a game that has a PS4 version and a PS5 version. It's going to be very clear now what version you have on your hard drive. Um, and then the huge addition is that they are making updates to the way trophies are working. And, and I don't care so much about tracking, but they're going to allow you to track five trophies now for whatever game you're uh, invested in. But they also... Something you and I have wanted, Jake. They're rolling out vertical trophy lists instead of the horizontal list. They've they've heard us. They're going to go up and down now, so we'll be able to easier track our trophies. That's good because the trophy list right now is it's atrocious. To look it's at. awful. So this new firmware update is going to be changing that. So that's good news. Do you have any comment on any of those uh, updates? Um. I don't think so. I mean, that stuff is all good. Like, it's good that we're getting it all. So I'm happy about that. Uh, I, the trophy tracking thing is kind of interesting. I don't know if I would use it or not. It's one of those features that I would probably use if I don't forget that it exists, which I probably will immediately forget that it exists. Yeah, it's just because they don't like Sony has a Sony has a bad habit of putting features in that are really useful and then not telling anybody that they exist. Yeah. And not making them obvious. So you like are like, man, I wish the fucking PlayStation did this. And then some rando on the internet's like, actually, it does do that. You got to do this, that, this, this fucking. This thing. You know, you go like <laughs> seventeen menus deep into the freaking settings, and oh, now I can do it. It's like, okay, well, that's that's just like poor UI design. And then it won't save that setting. And every time you restart, you know, you got to go back in and retrigger it, or else it won't. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so real quick, uh, August PlayStation Plus games, because now in August, they've been announced. We're getting Hunter's Arena Legends on PS5, Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville on PS4, and Tennis World Tour 2 on PS4. None of these I give any rat's ass about. They might be okay. Plants vs. Zombies might be okay. I don't know. I know it has or has or had quite a bit of a fan base, but... I mean, I can play a tennis game every once in a while. And if I'm being honest, I'm not even sure what Hunter's Arena Legends is. It sounds like a multiplayer game or something. Oh, yeah. This is, I think, that game that they announced. And one of the games, this is one of those games they announced in that state of play they did recently that looked just like super generic. Yeah. Um, Some generic, like, arena fighter fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that this is. Yeah, this is like a MOBA. So it's kind of a rough, a rough month for PS Plus games. But I'm excited to see what they offer as we get closer to Halloween. Usually they have deals on scary games and stuff. So, so, so these are PS Plus, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I'd be. I just hate multiplayer games. I don't know that I'd actually play it, but. I'm curious if there's any kind of single player component to Hunter's Arena. I, I mean, I'm honestly willing to try anything. But like you did say, tennis is kind of tennis games are kind of. I used to play tennis all the time back mm-hmm. in the day. You know, I don't remember 
specifically which tennis game it was, but there was a tennis game I used to play all the time. And obviously back in Super Nintendo, I used to play Mario Tennis on Super Nintendo. Tennis can be fun. Stuff, so. yeah. It can be really fun, yeah. So we'll see. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is patched now to run on the PS5 at 4K and 60 frames per second. And this is awesome because I really like the Tomb Raider game, so it might give me a reason to go back into it. I have it. I'll just have to reinstall it and get the patch. EA Play happened, Jake, while we were gone. Some of the more interesting announcements include a Dead Space remake for PS5. Uh, again, the Hollywood Syndrome. We're getting another game, uh, but it's not like an expansion of the story. It's not anything new. It's not a spinoff. It's just a remake of Dead Space, I guess. Um, Grid Legends was announced. Battlefield 2042 is getting what they're calling a portal mode, which essentially permits players to modify and chop up rules and stuff from earlier game maps and send them out on a community uh, list to play them. So you can build your own essential multiplayer maps in Battlefield now, it looks like. Yeah, so they're doing like that thing that has been in Halo forever. And people um, are going to go ballistic kind of like over this. This is build your own shit. Yeah, people are going to be so. It's excited. cool. Yeah, it's really neat, dude. Have you never played Dead Space? No. So I, again, I'll wait, dude. I yeah, wait for the remake. But Dead, I, I'm not even fucking with you. Dead Space is the first Dead Space is literally one of the greatest survival horror games ever made. Dude, you're fucking with it. Me. Is so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I loved it. I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks good. I still haven't even... Do, I haven't taken the plunge into uh, Master uh, Matter... What the... What the uh, Mass Effect. Um, that, that, that came out. You know, the trilogy. Oh, dude, you got to play that, too. I know. I mean, you could probably skip the first one. I mean, you could play it if you want to, but... <laughs> Where it really is gets legit is the second one. You can play it if you want to. You can play Mass Effect Part 1. That's the, um, yeah. the Minute Work song. That's not Men at Work. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, uh, uh, that's not Men at Work. Is that Culture Club? You can dance if you want to. Safety dance? You can dance if you want to. I thought it was Men at Work. No. What song did Men, Men at Without work Hats? Have? I'm sorry. Men Without Hats. That song is so funny. Wait, what, what are you talking about? We're, uh, Men Without Hats did Safety Dance. That, that was the. No, what did Men at Work sing? Men at Work did down the. I come from. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did that song that uh, that uh, Overkill song. Yeah, that Keith recently texted us about. Yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> all right, so we're almost through the news here. Uh, if you own a PS5, Jake and you do, and I do, and I know our listeners have them, you can sign up for six free months of Apple TV using the Apple TV app on your PlayStation 5. This is actually kind of cool, but I'm not sure what's even on Apple TV that I be, that, that that interests me in watching. Um, after the six months are up, you have to cancel. You're going to be charged, but six months free of Apple TV actually sounds like it might be interesting. They have that one show about the game developing company, and it's a, it's kind of like The Office. It's like a it's like a sitcom. It's supposed to be funny. I forget what it's called, but that's I, on Apple TV. I um. I oh. don't know much about uh, I don't know much about Apple TV's offerings, mm. but one of the things that I do know is that they are they exclusively have the um, 
that documentary Long Way Up, which is, have you ever heard of the, so the, the, the one of the most famous motorcycle documentaries is called Long Way Around. Have you ever heard of this? No. So it's about, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but you know who you, Ewan McGregor is, right? Yeah. He is hardcore into motorcycling. Okay. Like, like hardcore him and, uh, Charlie Borman, his friend, the, the, in long way around, this is like right after they filmed the prequels for star Wars. He, they planned a trip where they literally rode their motorcycles around the world and they documented the whole thing. That's awesome. And it's like this really, it's this really like crazy documentary. They did another one called long way down, which is a documentary about them doing like, I think a trip through Africa or something like that. Yeah. And then the most recent one they just did is called long way up. And it's them starting, I think they're starting at like the Southern point of South America mm-hmm. and going all the way up through South America into the United States. But they're, they're doing the whole thing on those, uh, those new electric Harleys, oh, the really? live wires. Yeah. Yeah. And so like now most of the listeners don't give a, give two shits about this, but like I'm super into motorcycles and I know you have an affinity too. There, it's just, uh, something that I'm interested. I've always I've wanted to watch, but I don't have Apple TV, so I'm excited to be able to to watch it. Assuming that I did you do this? Did you do this yet for the Apple subscription? Did you hear me? Did I did I sign up? Did yeah. I sign up for it? No, I I haven't done it yet. I just uh, I just saw this. Um, like yesterday or something oh, yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. And, or, or maybe it was it was a little bit before that, but I completely forgot about it. So you just brought it up. So I'm going to do it probably after we yeah. get off the, the show. I was talking about it's called Mythic Quest. It's uh, HBO's uh, little little synopsis, real quick. Um, Silicon Valley made a comedy out of the creation of tech startups. Mythic Quest does something similar. Instead of an internet app company, this show is about the workings of a video game developer. Specifically, it centers on the creator of an MMO game and his team members that have to deal with his sometimes outrageous ideas and requests. Um, the co-creator of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia all also co-created the show and stars as its lead character, Ian Grimm, who sometimes believes his job is to create worlds. <laughs> so it actually looks kind of funny. Um, if you're into video games, uh, and then the number one, I'm, I'm on a list here. The number one uh, best Apple TV show it says you should watch is called For All Mankind. So if anyone gets that, uh, maybe check those ones out. And the one you you said are all those shows on there with you, McGregor? Are, are just- I yeah, I believe so. I, I think all three of them are. So the long way around, long way down, and long way up. There are like three sort of documentary miniseries. Mini so they're series. episodic. That's kind of cool. We'll have to have to check that. Yeah. Out. So if you like if you like motorcycles, I think you'd you'd be into yeah. them. I wonder if Norman Reedus's thing is on there too. He had a, he had a uh, motorcycle show. Um, I forget what it was called. Uh, but it looked really cool. Like he would just rip around and like hang out with people and go to, it's almost like an Anthony Bourdain tribute thing, except he's on a motorcycle. Um, you know, like Bourdain, who, who did it? Uh, Norman Reedus, the guy from walking dead and Boondock Saints. Oh, that's cool. He had, a, he had a show where he would just rip around on motorcycles and, uh, go to like cool little spots in cities and they would just bring a film crew and he'd like meet someone famous and they'd go ride together and like they'd go to like bars and like different places to eat. And like, I was like, oh man, this looks so awesome. If you could just make a TV show out of doing that, 
That'd be so fun. Yeah, it's that'd be so cool. I mean, oh, another, it's called Ride. It's called who, Ride. Go ahead. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I, another uh, uh, actor that's super into motorcycles is Keanu Reeves. He actually has his own motorcycle company called Arch, yeah, which is bikes are a really cool. dollars a piece. Yeah, yeah, they're super expensive, but they're really cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we don't have to talk about motorcycles anymore. We could talk I think about our listeners uh, appreciate it maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you can. Um, I don't know where you can watch Ride on. Um, Prime Video, I guess, has the first season. So I might look into that. But all right, so moving forward, Activision Blizzard is in some very hot water facing a lawsuit alleging sexual harassment, discrimination, frat boy conduct. We don't need to get too far into this. But it just sucks the more stories like this that kind of surface. You know what I mean? We know Activision Blizzard is a is a really big company. And... Uh, they pretty much print money, so it doesn't give them an, an, an excuse. But I, I feel like it creates a more. Uh, I feel like the uh, the petri dish is there, right, for more things to have bad things to happen. When you have the company with mil- I don't know how many employees they have with all these different employees, probably working all over the place. By no means am I justifying any any of the things that are alleged. But, I mean, like, it's just kind of math, like, where you have more people and more money. It starts to get to people's heads, and then they start, you know, you're going to get this stuff. Especially if it started off as, like, a smaller game company, and they haven't hired and integrated, you know, and and developed as a bigger uh, company in the way that they need to, to kind of control chaos. So, sounds like things are really uh, pretty bad, um, based on what I've heard, but... Any anything on that, Jake? Yeah, I guess like the the, the um, state of California is suing them, and it's like they they've they did like a two year study against um, uh, Activision Blizzard, uh, and they came up with clearly they what they think is enough damning evidence to go through with the lawsuit against them. Um, and I think Activision has come out and sort of. Uh, with their own statement, they kind of said that, Hey, we're going to sort of fight this, but, um, you know, I mean, it, you have to imagine, I mean, just based on the things that have kind of leaked out and stuff, you have to imagine that some of this shit is happening where there's smoke now fire. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Where it really, where it really is kind of sort of, um, I don't want to say interesting, but like where it's really important to figure out is whether or not it's a systemic problem is, is the company condoning this. And if the company is condoning it, then, then, you know, uh, the state of California definitely has a case on their hands. Right. But if these things are happening, if like you said, it's like, Oh, this company is just really big. And as such, these things tend to happen, especially when, you know, in the games industry where most or a lot of, uh, uh, I would say more than other industries, a good portion of the people in it are, you know, socially, let's just, I don't want to say, let's just say socially awkward. You're not giving anyone a pass either by saying that it's just, no, 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 no. No, We're just saying that like, you know, let's say that all of these things are just sort of by happenstance, but when they happen, there's evidence that the company dealt with it directly. And those, you know, those parties were uh, reprimanded or fired or whatever, you know, that's a different story. But if it comes out that, Oh, 
Activision knew this stuff was happening. They weren't doing anything about it or they were doing very little about it. Their, their climate, their culture is actively um, uh, sort of allowing this stuff to happen kind of or it. maybe encouraging it or condoning it then yeah that's a real big problem and it should definitely be dealt with yeah. now i know one of the things that activision has discussed is possibly even just leaving the state of california because um Jeez. which would be huge because they bring in too well i mean is that like their counter threat like if you're gonna sue us we're just gonna leave and you're gonna miss out on all this tax money well the thing is is that i think that activision is sort of uh again i have to say that i believe like you said where there's smoke there's fire there's probably shit going on it needs to be addressed but i think that this department um within california that is pursuing this lawsuit has a reputation of being very sort of like aggressive towards um, the games industry and trying to basically ferret out all of this stuff, whether that's good or bad, you know, I'm not saying I, I'm not, I, I know that sounds like that's a negative, like a negative way of saying it, but you know, so it could be that that Activision is basically just saying like you know look we're going to we're going to leave take our billions and billions of dollars with us you know you're going to lose all of our tax money and we're going to set a precedent for all of the other tech companies in California that are also the basically the target of these types of lawsuits or are becoming the target of these types of lawsuits. And it's, it's mainly the games industry at the moment. Obviously there have been um, huge uncoverings in other industries recently, notably the film industry with the Weinstein Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein or whatever the fuck his name was. I mean, that's some pretty egregious shit. Um, And obviously he's, he's in some penthouse jail cell right now, uh, you know, quote unquote, serving his time for it. But, um, you know, it's just, I, I don't want to really, I'm not really going to throw my weight one way or the other on this until the, you know, it is either settled or, um, it goes to court and we find out actually what is going yeah. on because, it could very well be because based on the 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 actual legal document that was come out about um, this lawsuit uh, that the legal document that the state of California filed about it, um, a lot of their accusations are relatively vague, and so whether or not they actually have, I mean, I have to assume they have more evidence that they just didn't put in this document, but other than like, you know, maybe one or it seems like the, like the, basically the biggest thing they were shining their light on is like the discrimination against women, not the sexual harassment shit, which that stuff is definitely probably happening, but like 
women not making as much money as men and like being passed over for promotions. And I think they have a couple of specific examples where women were passed over for promotions because of quote unquote frat boy culture or whatever. Um, And I think that that is something that there, that is, I think that's what is driving this lawsuit. But I think the, the sexual misconduct is the splashier headline and so that is what people that are, you know, in news sites and aggregators and stuff, that's what they're sort of, um, you know, throwing in the front, mm-hmm. even though it seems like based on their, their legal document, the, 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 the sexual misconduct is the, is the, the, the offense that they have, a lease uh, uh, they have less sort of evidence and shit on now now i'm not an expert i can't read legalese all that well so i don't really know for a fact please take everything i'm saying with a grain of salt yeah. and again you know this shit is probably happening but what they have to prove is whether or not uh is. activision is actually condoning it because right, 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 right. when you got a company that big and with people that of that type, and I'm not really condoning this at all, but like I'm not surprised. Well, like I said, the petri dish that, has all the ingredients in there to like have. Well, and even, let's let's just let's just say that everyone is socially normal, right? Nobody has awkwardness or anything like that. It's a male-dominated industry. Yeah. So when you have a, an office that's got 500 employees in it 450 of them are men it's not i'm not saying it's good i'm not saying it's right but it's not necessarily surprising that these things happen yeah what is important is whether or not the company is trying to address it and change the culture surrounding it so that it happens less in the future right they got it and instead of instead of being made an example of they need to make the example set the bar set the example say this and this is what we've done to counter you know to mitigate this these things from happening hopefully there's paper trails hopefully there's like you know john over in uh the art department you know made it unnecessary st- comment or something about sally's dress or made her feel uncomfortable she will Reports it up the ladder, and hopefully, John was reprimanded for it. But if this gets reported up the ladder, and Activision is like, "Oh, he's just that's just John. That's just the way that he is," right? Then there's a problem, you know. Especially yeah. if this kind of stuff happens a time and time and time again, you know, it's it's the company's responsibility um, from the from the HR point of view and and from the management point of view to address all these things when they come up and when they, you know, when when they're brought up to management management's not dealing with it correctly then then it is a problem and i guess you're right that's what they're gonna have to show another thing that's interesting too is like it's it's gonna be difficult you know i work in a professional setting without saying too much about where i work but the the thing that's interesting is like you know we have a a system for hiring right or when we hire people uh for for our office and for work there there's a interview panel there's a panel of of usually three people um usually there's there's a minority and a man and a woman on the panel it's it's mandatory um to try to keep these interviews uh as equitable as possible right 
and uh, you know the applicants, you know, um, come in and everybody's asked the exact same questions uh, to keep it completely fair. And then you know all the pa- all the panelists uh, write down the responses individually that they hear uh, the applicant give. And then when the when the uh, interview is over, the panelists talk amongst one another, and then they rate. Um, individually, they rate how they how they see fit that person, and then it's all documented. And the way that we rate people is based on the actual interview and the information that we have, right? So, usually, uh, when you're hiring somebody, you should be able to back up why you hired somebody over another person, right? And the reason we do it the way we do it is to avoid all this stuff. And uh, so, I mean, it, it's going to be difficult to prove one way or the other why someone was hired over another person, right? You're, you're going to have to be like... Because ultimately, couldn't they just say, well, you fucked the interview up? The interview was fucking terrible and there's no record of it? And it's like, hey, we did an interview and you were a shit show. Like, you came... You know, you, were, you weren't dressed professionally. You did this, you did that. How is someone going to prove, you know, if you're a woman, to say, that's not what happened? Like, you can't prove that unless there's documentation of it. So, those allegations are really hard to prove... You know, if 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 uh, Bob's a guy, and we'll use Sally again. Sally's a woman. They're both interviewing for the same position. Bob gets the job nine times out of ten over the woman. The company is just going to say they're better equipped for the job. And now, you know, what if the woman is like, that's not true. How do you fight that as a, as a woman? Like, how do you prove that you're more equipped for a job? Because isn't that technically up to the employer? It gets real tricky, right? So. I guess, yeah, I guess there are, there are ways, yeah, there it's, it's hard to prove. And there are ways that you can kind of go about it that, you know, where you could take like the job, what the job entails and look at the credentials of both people. Right. And kind of do an objective sort of interview as part of the trial. But like, I think where they're, where they're, where they're making more headway is in the assessment of, or in the, um, the, uh, giving of promotions right where you've got where they can directly show like the performance of this employee versus this employee mm. and yet like the lead the less performing one is the one that got the promotion yeah. even though this other one did way better um and now obviously there there are deeper sort of kind of facets so there's so many layers the of the onion that they did right and that's why these that's why these these kinds of lawsuits have you know multiple like huge high paying attorneys that like do all this digging and they have all their freaking teams that go and they do all this research and these trials will last probably weeks, you know? Uh, so I don't know, I guess, uh, you know, I guess we're all kind of leave it off is that I think that, Clearly, something has historically happened. Has to have. at Activision Blizzard, yeah. and I think that what I am curious about is whether or not it has been addressed internally. And if it hasn't been addressed internally, then it needs to be taken care of. Certainly. So hopefully, something comes out of it. And which, it, one way, or yeah, the other. yeah, yeah. And then I'll I'll cap it off. Which which is shitty that Activision Blizzard's response is we're just going to move out of the state. Because clearly it seems like there's an issue. And it's like, we're just going to take our big dick swinging money 
and we're not going to give it to the state anymore if you're going to keep looking into us. And and that well, is no, almost that's condoning not, that's the shit. That's not what they said, right? They were just, they basically were just like, look, we're going to defend this. Right. But I think that they just kind of hinted at the fact that there's a non-zero possibility that if they were going to continue to be sort of picked on, you know, because keep in mind, this is coming from, you know, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about it. Great white man in rural Pennsylvania, right? The, there is a, a, there is an observed culture. I'm not saying that this is true or not, but there is an observed culture within the state of California that the, that sometimes the, a, a certain amount of social justice reform, civil rights, all that stuff is very, very important. We need to have it to push society forward. But there is a reputation in California that they take it to the next level. And so if the if these companies feel like they're being persecuted just to meet some kind of because the other thing, too, is that the people that are making these claims and that are filing these lawsuits against the um, against the, the company mm-hmm. of Activision, they're not elected officials. They're just people with jobs in this department. So yeah. it's not like the attorney general is doing this or anything like that. As far as I understand, I again, not an expert. But so far I'm from just, it, both yeah. of us, yeah. But yeah, it is yeah, it, the I mean, whole thing. I don't know anything about. Yeah, you know, I just I I literally click every end user license agree, agreement. I say agree without even reading it. So I don't even fucking know what I'm agreeing to. I probably sold my soul a million times over on accident. But you know, I would say that I'm going to give the prosecutor the re, the reasonable doubt. I mean, they're the ones bringing the case. They did the two year study. They think they have. Uh, there's been enough kind of smoke that we should really sort of pay attention to this. Um, But at the same time, I can understand if a company like Activision has a place of defense, they feel like they're in a defensible position. I mean, and they feel like they're being unfairly persecuted and it's damaging the reputation and all this kind of stuff, especially with the, the way that, sexual harassment has been a big thing within the industry recently and they feel like they're, they're sort of the one in the frying pan right now. So, um, you know, I think that their response, I, I, their response, even though it wasn't exactly what you said, it was still very (laughs) sort of lash outy and probably not the best decision, um, from a PR perspective. So, I don't know. Again, I want to follow this. This is why we have the court system. What's what's important to me is that progress is being made and that if people are being prosecuted or being being objectified or harassed or unfairly treated within the workplace, Passover for promotions, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff needs to be fixed. Yeah, for sure. We can't have our industry cannot have that type of shit in it. I mean, and it just needs to be weeded out when it's there and and addressed. Right. 
Yeah. And it just, maybe this is just the beginning, right? Or maybe this is just the industry reaching a certain point of maturity where once an industry re- gets so large, right? The, it's gaming is now huge. It's billions and billions and billions and billions. More than dollars, the movie right? industry. So yeah. once it got so big, this type of sort of, we'll call it a collapse. It's not a collapse, but it's like this sort of weeding out of, of issues is bound to happen because up until this point, remember a lot of these big companies like Activision, for example, and I have to give a shout out to um, the sacred symbols podcast because they did a deep dive into this whole thing. And one of the things that they mentioned, which I thought was very interesting, is that most of these big game companies are still led by the people that found them 40 years ago. Bobby Kotick, who's the who's the guy in uh, power at Activision, he founded the company like 40 years ago. There were like 12 ago. people in the company when he started it, maybe. Yeah, so like he's probably still operating under like a certain culture that existed when he was still like a startup. You know what I mean? And not this huge multinational conglomerate. Like, hey, let's of, just talk it out. Why don't you guys hug it out and shake hands? It's water under the table. Let's not worry about this. You know, like, who knows? Yeah, who or knows? just like, you know, like, so I'm not saying that that, because in, in other industries, like in the finance sector and stuff, like, you don't have a CEO of a multi billion dollar business that's there for 40 years. No, that's it's very wild. rare. Usually the board turns over the CEO whenever there's downturns in the business and all this kind of crap. I mean, look at a company like GE. It happens all the time. So gaming is very interesting in that it's still is for as big as it is. It's still trying to hang on to this like close knit, small, like exclusive community in terms of the, the in crowd. And I think that that's just one of these things that needs to change. And once everything, all of that becomes more public, it becomes more, I hate to say more corporate, but like more structured, more uh, structured and more agnostically kind of run where everything is sort of just run based on how business should be run and how the culture should be adapted, you know, and how things that, you know, civil rights and all this stuff, how it should work. And it gets away less, you know, it's less a part of like the personality side of it. It might sterilize the business a little bit, which is a bummer, but at the same time, it's going to increase the health of the employees and, you know, make sure everybody has a fair shake and all this kind make of stuff. Make sure it's so, more equitable and people um, being treated fairly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we don't, we don't have to go on forever about it. It's really, it's, it's really it's, important topic. It is. It's but. a big thing. And I, I don't know a whole lot about the whole thing. You know, I, I've done minimal research. So I just wanted to bring it up on the show that it's happening. And, and you know, the, you know, Activision Blizzard, they're, they're a huge company. You know, they're, they're huge. So it's relevant to the podcast. Um, and that's probably the last you'll hear about it on our show. Unless something crazy happens. New games coming out. Today's August 1st. We're recording uh, tomorrow, Monday the 2nd. And then on the 3rd, Hunter's Arena Legends, PS5, PS4 is coming out. In Sound Mind on PS5. August 5th, we see Dodgeball Academia on PS4. The Falconeer Warrior Edition on PS5. And then August 6th, Zenjin on PS4. So those are the new games coming out this week. 
And uh, it's sort of weird that we're getting another dodgeball game. Yeah. Because yeah. they just released that Knockout City game just came out like a month or two ago. Yeah. It's pretty weird. It, yeah. Like two I, dodgeball games in the summer. The one dodgeball game that I think is wildly underrated, and I tweeted on our PS This Is Awesome Twitter account, is that it was uh, Super Dodgeball on the NES or something, I think, was the most wildly underrated. I don't know if you ever played that game. It was fantastic. It was, it was, I don't know. It, I don't think I ever had. I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know if I've ever played it. It was equivalent of how, how Mecha, like... Uh, uh, Super Tech Mobile was growing up for me. Like, uh, okay. like Super Dodgeball was just like it was so fantastic. It was so fun, so good. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah, that is weird that you brought up Dodgeball. But yeah, man, I don't have anything else really to add to the show except you know, new listeners, uh, welcome to the show. And and if you've been a repeat listener, apologize for us being kind of in the dark for a while not having new episodes but we came with a disclaimer uh earlier this month or earlier this year earlier this summer sometime we had a disclaimer saying that we're not going to be able to do it as weekly as we want to but we are still the thing so hopefully your iphone feeds and all that stuff haven't just lapsed and uh, sometimes they make the user click on it and say, do you want to begin re-downloading these episodes? And then, you know, if that happens, that happens. We lost some listeners. Hopefully we didn't. Hopefully you're still in the in the wind with us here. And uh, I guess we're just going to keep pushing forward. I can't make any promises when the next episode is going to be. Hopefully it'll be soon. And hopefully I'll have Ratchet and Clank beaten by then. And maybe I'll be playing for the Phillies or another major league team. We'll see. Jake, you got anything for the listeners? Um, I was just looking up the tennis game that I played when I was a kid. I actually still have it. It is Super Tennis okay. for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. And pretty, I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you right now if it's any good or not, but I had fun playing it when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. But other than that, I, I don't know what I'm going to do next on PlayStation. I think I'm going to stick with, uh, I'm going to stick with uh, playing the ascent for a little while just because it's hot. I mean, that's a hot game. It's unfortunate that, you know, that it's an Xbox game and not a PlayStation game, but it literally just came out like a couple days ago. So um, it is relevant. I hope that, uh, you know, um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Hopefully it comes to the uh, PS5 soon, right? I hope that it comes to the PS5 because I think that people would like it. Now, it could end up being bad at the end. I don't know, but it seems really cool so far. It's kind of overwhelming. You know, some RPGs can be pretty overwhelming at the beginning. Yeah. It's a little overwhelming, but it's. I'm trying to ignore all... The way that I see feel like the best way to learn that stuff is ignore all the fucking shit and just play the main missions for like the first few hours of the game. And just kind of like you pick up something, you're like, oh, what does this do? And then you go like to that part of the menu, right? And then you just kind of organically learn stuff. Because one of the things that this game does that I kind of hate when games do this is that every single fucking thing you do for the first two hours of the game, it brings up a fucking screen that's like tutorial. this feature. And there's like a tutorial. And I'm just like, okay. And like like I go into the the like... Uh, the, there's like a map screen and then you know how like a lot of inventories in games it'll be a bunch of tabs and one will be like your character one's the map one's the fucking inventory one's mm. a codex whatever can't and you go in there the first time and every single time you click on one of them it's like a tutorial screen and it's just like okay I know how to fucking use a map I know how to use a, like you know what I mean so like mm. 
but it makes things overwhelming because the older I get, the less patience I have for reading text in games. Oh, I, I don't like I to read sounds, text at all. I, I know that sounds really kind of goofy, but like if I get like this menu that comes up and it's like, you know, this this freaking gospel on how to use like abilities for my character. I'm just like, just tell me how to turn it on and then I'll just press the button until it works and then figure out what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I I just don't have the time. I don't have the gaming patience to sit there and read. Like, I'll be honest with you. Most of these games anymore, if there's like, uh, like written stuff, like written diaries and things you can pick up, I very rarely read them all. If they're audio diaries, I will listen to them because I can kind of do that and do other things at the same time. But the reading stuff, like especially because like I sit a ways away from my TV. Well, it's it's time consuming though to read, right? So like I read like a fifth grader, so like it takes forever. And yeah, I don't know. You have like an hour to play a game for the day, and then the first thing you do is like you pick up a note, and it's like literally six paragraphs and it's like well i could sit and read this and it'll take me five minutes or six minutes and then i'm gonna walk two feet search a chest and get another thing that's like another three paragraphs and it's like or i can just play the goddamn game i get it man right it's frustrating but hey let me leave the tis- uh, the listeners with a cool tip here that i found out and it, maybe this is really obvious but it's something that i've been doing and uh because it seems like whenever sony have their sales on their psn right it's just like it's not the greatest storefront and then like it's always like you got to look through every single game to find the deals so if there's a game that you want just add it to your fucking wish list because anytime there's a sale on the top of the playstation psn store you can go access your wish list and look at all the games you've added and if it's on sale it'll show the discounted price next to it so if you know of games that you want just add them and you don't want to pay full price for them yet you're not sure ready to pull the trigger just add them to the wish list, and then every week go in and check and see if there's a discount on it. I've I've seen a couple good deals on Detached uh, since, and I haven't pulled the trigger, but it was showing up on my wish list as discounted whenever it was listed as part of one of their sales. Um, so that's a great little tidbit on how to manipulate that store to your favor. Uh, sorting through all the bullshit. So find the games that you want, add them to your wish list, and then... Uh, check the wish list frequently and see if there any of them are on discount so detached is that psvr game right yeah it was so funny story just real quick before we go um i ordered the dongle yeah for my camera yeah they required a signature for it yeah, yeah. which of course i'm never fucking home i'm working when they stop in they're like oh you know yeah uh 11 a.m on a wednesday you're not there uh okay well I'll come back tomorrow and then they come back tomorrow so they come back three days in a row and they're like we're not delivering it to you anymore it's at our facility which is an hour and a half away from you you can come get it and i'm like uh okay so i'm like uh. waiting for an opportunity where i'm going that way anyways I finally get an opportunity because I'm going to Cleveland so I can go past the Youngstown facility and get this shit. Yeah. Little fucking $2 dongle. And Free dongle for you. Yeah. And I call them and they're like, just to make sure, I call them and they're like, oh, we don't have it anymore. We send it back to the, the sender. We return it to sender. And I'm like, well, guess I'm not playing fucking PSVR on my PS5. I don't give a shit anymore. You made it this hard. I don't care. And it's it's Sony that did that. Sony required the signature. I don't understand that because like, I didn't have to sign for mine. Yeah, I didn't have to sign for mine. And so 
so like, and I had to sign for my PS4 when I bought it through Sony. So I don't know how you didn't have to sign for yeah, it. It's I didn't, so I didn't weird. Sign for it, but uh, that sucks because the the VR works so well on the PS5. It's smooth as butter. It looks well. Better. I was thinking, well, maybe I'll just buy the PS5 camera. Well, that as, does as that work? To, I, I, why else would you have a camera for PS5? Seriously, why else would you? have I don't one? know if that would. So I don't know if, if that's it gonna, doesn't work for. If it doesn't work for PSVR, then I guess I'm just not playing PSVR on my PS5 because I I'll just sell my VR because I don't really need it. I'm not playing it on my PS4 anymore because my PS4 is in a box. So just look it up. Look it up before you try to do that. Yeah, but anyway. So, all right. Well, hey. Unfortunately, again, no music uh, to close out the the show. Uh, we are in need of some submissions. Um, so don't forget, if you want to have your original music featured on the show, send an MP3 to our email account, awesome at gmail.com, along with your band name and the title of the song, and we'll notify you when it goes live. Uh, we had a lot of music for a while, and that was because I was actively like putting out posts like on my social media. Just being like, hey, I know all y'all are in bands. Send me some music. And then I had a, a, just a ton, a ton of tracks emailed but i am kind of beyond the point of taking the extra measure at this point um if you guys want to put something out if you guys know musicians you guys know anybody who's making music and you want uh music at the end of your podcast your favorite podcast piece is awesome then put it out in the social media channels let them know we're looking for music to put on the end of our show to showcase so with that being said thanks for tuning in guys and girls we appreciate you all and we're going to come back here uh, hopefully sooner than we did this last time for another episode. But this has been episode 185 of PS is Awesome, PlayStation Podcast. Thank you again. And like Ultra Wings, Uncharted, and Undertale. P.S. Yes. This is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs>